Baddies, welcome back to Bad Witch Podcast, or welcome for the first time. Welcome, overall, to Bad Witch Podcast, the podcast where we are going to get our witch shit together one spell at a time. Fingers crossed, as always. Um, So I realized <laughs> yesterday, was it yesterday or day before yesterday, I have been probably the baddest witch of them all because it took me six months to figure out that I need to check the junk folder of the Bad Witch Podcast email because for since March, since I got back from Portugal, I was like, you know, it's really weird. The emails have slowed down so much. I thought I was going to get so many more emails from like new listeners, people that have questions about specific things and, you know, people just checking in during the pandemic and people that send in pitches for episodes and I was like, it's so strange. I really haven't gotten that much. And I was like, hey, why don't you check your junk folder and see what's happening there? And literally, there are emails in there from March that I <laughs> never saw. So I'm so sorry if you've been waiting on a response from me. Literally from March 2020 to August 2020, there are emails in there that I just I just never thought itself. <laughs> until two days ago. Why don't you just check your junk mail, dummy? <laughs> That's where So I, I truly have been the baddest witch of all. I'm so sorry if you've literally been waiting six months to hear back from me. I'm going through and answering all of them now. I, can, I can't believe you guys let me have a podcast. Like, what am I doing? But yes, I have found all the emails. I, I hope all of them are there. That's it. Haven't missed anything else. So it's gonna it took me some time but I finally figured it out so I will finally get back to all of you I'm so sorry I could the branding for this podcast be better bad witch like I'm just so bad at things <laughs> all right so moving on um I am putting out a request for questions ask me anything type questions for the next episode I want to record a podcast for everyone that just listens on these platforms and then also do a YouTube video simultaneously. Simultaneously. I said that word with so much. <laughs> I hit every syllable in that word. Um, I want to do them in conjunction with each other because I want to be able to put up my first witchy video and get that area of content going on YouTube. So yeah, if you have uh, questions that you have been dying to ask and they got lost in the email for six months, <laughs> please feel free to send them back in. Um, the best way, you can email them. Just make sure. And oh my gosh, I'm so backed up on it because I just found for the past six months. But that's my problem, not y'all's. Um, if you want to send in a specific AMA question, please just make sure you put AMA in the subject line. Otherwise, uh, message me on Facebook. DM me on Facebook. Um, or DM me on Instagram, which is... Uh, Instagram.com slash, why do I always say it like that? You guys aren't like clicking on a hyperlink right now. <laughs> you can just go to Instagram and search Chow Mickey and I will come up. Same for YouTube. Um, I'll put the link down in the notes for the episode as I have been doing since I started it. But yeah, you can just search Chow Mickey on YouTube and I will come up. Also, I am not going to be on Instagram that much longer. So if you really enjoy following me and my traveling content other places please 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 subscribe to the youtube channel because uh me and instagram are in a blood feud and i have enough of them they just keep blocking me and it's like my livelihood so i need them to stop doing that but they are on one and i don't know how my account has gotten into this limbo stage so i as soon as i get to like a certain barrier on a certain barrier a certain 
achievement. I don't know the right <laughs> word. As soon as I get to a certain place on YouTube, I'm going to be switching all of that over to YouTube. So it'll be YouTube and the podcast and then the Facebook group, of course, and no Instagram because they can fight me. Okay. So yeah, but please, um, email and questions to the bad podcast at gmail.com. Just put AMA in the subject or send them to me on DM on Facebook or DM on Instagram. And just please make sure that it's like question format. Uh, cause a few times when I've put up AMA posts in the past, people have put like, uh, oh, manifestation, which is what we're going to kind of talk about today, but <laughs> it's at the top of my mind, but, um, which is a great thing for a topic suggestion. So if you want to just say like, Hey Mickey, this isn't a question for the episode. I just have a topic I want to like throw out there. Then that's totally cool. But I can't like, if I try to do a whole episode, I'm saying this as I'm about to do it. If I'm going to do a whole episode on manifestation or, um, fairies or divination, like, those are going to have to be their own episodes. I can't just answer a question about them. You know what I mean? I don't want to be able to fill as many questions into an episode as possible. So yeah, just send me in specific, specific, not Pacific, am I five? Specific question format and we will be good to go. And I will put that episode up next week. Okay. So yeah, we're going to hear about manifestation this week, <laughs> which I've wanted to do like its own dedicated episode for a long time, but manifestation is, you can hear it in my voice. It's very overwhelming to me because I feel like it is something that existed for me before I knew I was a witch. And so just, and there's so many parts to it and there's so many ways that you can do it. And there's so many, there's so much proof of it. You know, can we talk about how like the CIA came out and confirmed that manifestation amongst, amongst a bunch of other like metaphysical topics it came, they came forward and were like, oh yeah, manifestation's totally real. And like, it, it works, it's tangible, it's real. <laughs> no one even paid attention to it because we're all so stressed out and distracted by everything else going on this year. But yeah, I, I find myself very overwhelmed by manifestation, especially when I start to think about it in my own life and how everything I manifested for myself, no, how a lot of things that I manifested for myself are things that I never put intention into of my own like conscious doing. There's so many things that have brought me to this very moment that I manifested for myself before I knew what manifestation was, <laughs> before I knew what being a witch was, before I knew exactly what I was. I just knew that I was different and I knew that I was capable of things. And I think for a lot of us out there, especially for like DNA, hereditary, natural witches, manifestation is kind of that first sign that we're a little different, that we're capable in a way that's different from other people. And I'm not saying that everyone doesn't have the capacity to manifest because I truly believe we all do. But for us, it's, it's just kind of like a lightning, lightning speed manifestation or like, um, manifestation that comes through a little stronger without us even realizing what we're doing. I think for a lot of people, they have to consciously be like, I am trying to manifest this. Like we talk about the vision board, right? That's one of our tools of manifestation. And people will sit down and set themselves to do a vision board. And perhaps they put all the work into it that makes it come true. But for witches, I feel like in our case, we have said or thought many things offhand and then they happen and then you look back and you're like, oh, I totally made that happen. Which I've talked about in other episodes is good and bad. <laughs> because there are 
things I know I have brought into my life that I was like, I did not mean that or things that I have accidentally put onto other people in like a moment of anger, rage, disappointment, betrayal that as a conscious adult, witch, I would never send somebody's way, but as a temperamental preteen witch who barely had a hand on what was happening to them and just assumed most of it was puberty, <laughs> that I sent things in people's directions I didn't mean to do. I actually just did this. Um, I was talking to this guy I met on Tinder and he really pissed me off. Like he really, really, really crossed me and pissed me off because he was acting a fool. And I cut him off. I was like, we're not talking anymore. Like I, you've just effed up and I'm not interested. And then he messaged me a week later as men from Tinder want to do. And he was like, since we stopped talking, everything in my life is just like falling apart. Like this thing happened. Money was stolen from my account like family stuff happened, like all these things in one week. And I, <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny. It's bad. I didn't say it to him, but in my head I was like, well, yeah, that's what you get for pissing off a witch. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't mean to do it on purpose. It was just that he, this is a really good point about how no matter how old we are and what part of the journey we're in and where we are in like our maturity as a witch, but also our maturity as a person, your emotions can get the best of you sometimes because I wasn't actively being like, I hope his life falls apart. But in my mind, when he would cross my thoughts after that initial being like, I'm not speaking to you anymore. I was just like, man, F that dude. Like he sucks. That dude sucks. And he, he just sucks. And whatever happens to him, like it just sucks. And he sucks and it's what he deserves. <laughs> and then I talked to him and he's like, I've had the worst week of my life. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, half of me was like, LOL, but half of me was like, okay, well, I feel bad because I think I kind of contributed to that. <laughs> but again, that was unintentional manifesting that I was sitting towards him. So it's something I have to be better about and, and be more conscious of not acting like a preteen, not to pull down preteens because I think there are preteens that listen to this, but to not act like someone that is out of control of their emotions because of a stage of their life that they're in when I'm a 33 year old woman and a 33 year old witch and I know better. But that's what I mean. I mean, manifestation is something that is really natural to witches and it's something that is a part of our practice. Kind of if you intend it to be or not, I feel like it's just one of those foundational skills that we have and it's up to us to decide if we want to hone it or not. So that's what we're going to do with this episode. I'm trying to think if I've manifested any other craziness lately. That was one thing that really stuck out to me. I was like, oh, well, I guess mama still got it. <laughs> it's not, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not good. I actually, I talked to him like the rest of that night and I really was like an ear for him to listen to. And I was really kind to him because I felt bad that his life like, you know, went to shambles after he pissed me off and I was kind of sending bad vibes his way. Except at the end of that night, he started acting crazy again with me. And I told him about himself and blocked him. But I will say this time, I because it was one of those moments where it's like you need to realize, and I'm not saying that I'm the most powerful person in the universe and like I made all these things happen. But him being like, hey, we stopped talking this day and all this bad shit started happening the next day. It was a good reminder for me, for me to be more cognizant, especially in this like 2020 madness that my thoughts and what I visualize, and we're gonna talk about that this week, really do have some kind of impact, even if it's like the smallest sliver of an impact. And so I need to continue to be more conscious of it and not let my emotions take control of me, which <laughs> as a Pisces Scorpio, a Pisces Cancer Scorpio, that's like all I do. <laughs> but yeah. So 
we're going to talk about manifesting this week. And so, yeah, I don't think we have done a whole episode and it is because it overwhelms me. There's so many ways we can come through it and talk about it. So I think just every so often we'll do like a manifestation check-in and we'll focus on different topics of it, which we've already done. Like our vision board is definitely an exercise in manifestation. Different spells we've done have definitely been a uh, exercise in manifestation. And you know, we have a full moon coming tomorrow, today, the day you're listening to this, right? September 2nd, we have a full moon, a full moon in Pisces. Shout out. So <laughs> what better time than to work on our manifestation skills than with this full moon? We are at the peak of manifest, manifesting, manifesting, manifesting. You know, when you say something to me times and you lose the sense of the word. <laughs> anyway, we're at the peak of manifesting. We are at the peak of creativity. We are at the peak of creating, of divination, of having that light from the moon that is so bright and brilliant and beautiful shined over everything. So it's illuminated and we're seeing things and perceiving things in a different way. So yeah, I thought it'd be a really good day to focus on manifestation. And the way we're going to break it down today is that we're going to focus on visualization, which I don't think we've really, really touched on very much. Usually when we talk about manifesting on this podcast, we talk about spelling as a spell. My number one favorite saying of all time, <laughs> spelling as a spell. We focus on candle magic. We focus on, you know, our intentions. We focus on speaking it aloud and having that connection with like the spoken word and the power in your words. But I don't think we have focused enough on how important visualizing is and how important your mind's eye is and your subconscious is in not just informing your intention, but like informing your magic overall and maybe speaking tones and spells and incantations that your body isn't even readily doing. I, I'm coming to all this because I have been feeling out of sorts this whole year, but also a little bit more lately. Um, pretty much since the second time my dad was in the hospital, I've just been not feeling as connected to my magic and my practice for sure. Um, kind of the only connection I have is that I'm doing the podcast and, you know, being in the group and talking to all of you, but it hasn't been like an active thing because I just haven't had the capacity to do it. And I, I have felt very disconnected, but I made a decision for myself yesterday that I'm going to share with y'all in a little bit, once it's more like fleshed out, not just an idea that made me feel like I was getting on the right path with everything. You know, when you make like one decision and then everything starts falling into place. So I was like, let me get my cards out because I want to confirm this decision for me. In fact, the cards that I pulled were, um, so I pulled three goddess cards and then I pulled two from my angel answers deck. So the two cards from my angel answers deck, angel answers deck, <laughs> wow, were don't stop and take action, which I was like, okay, great. That's awesome because I, the decision I've made is that I'm going to take a really big step to move on to like the next phase of my life <laughs> making it sound very vague and also like maybe more serious than it is <laughs> but yeah it's like take action you're on the right path like take that step forward and then the three goddesses I pulled were Rhiannon 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 why can I ever say her name she's my like favorite goddess I can never say it but her meaning a sorceress you are a magical person who can manifest your queer intentions into reality. And I was like, oh, that's a really good reminder because I have done zero actual intentional manifesting lately, except when I uh, told that guy to F off and then um, I ruined his life. <laughs> but that's not the right kind. 
And then I got Mary Magdalene, Unconditional Love. Love yourself, others, in every situation, no matter what the outward appearance may be. Which is a good general reminder because I am like kind of actively online dating right now, which is... Okay, and then the next card is... <clears throat> My final card was Astara Fertility, as we know. It is the perfect time for you to start new projects, access new ideas, and give birth to do new conditions. So they're all right on track for me as they always are, but Bert... But the one that really jumped out was Rhiannon because she's always really kind of a reminder to me that I'm not living up to my potential, which I need to be called out on. I do. Because she's she came out first and she's basically saying, you are capable of anything that you want to do and you want to achieve and you want to have, but like, are you going to do it or... Are you just going to keep eating Reese's Pieces? Because that's what I've been doing is just eating Reese's Pieces. <laughs> like just being kind of like down and depressed and separated from the things that are most important to me and the things that keep me going and like my practice being re really vital because I've been going through it. This has been a hard year for all of us. And so I love that she came out because she is like, so you're magical and you're capable, but like we can only do so much for you girls. So what's next? So maybe she's speaking to some of you too. But yeah, so I got this card and I was like, you are right. You're all right, as always. And I need to manifest. So I got on Insight Timer. I downloaded a few manifestation um, meditations to listen to before I go to bed. And the one that I did last night, which I will tell you, and I'll post, oh my gosh, I forgot my phone was plugged in. <laughs> oh God, it knocked over everything. <laughs> so sorry. Um, the one, I'll share the link in the group as well, is called Manifest Your Desire and it's by Jenna Plingston P. Oh, no, Fingston, P-F-I-N-G-S-T-O-N. And this is on Insight Timer. So I did hers and I really enjoyed it. It was 20 minutes. And the big thing that I got from the meditation was visualization, which is not something that we focused on enough. It's something that I think we all naturally do, especially if you were like the daydreamy, uh, being very kind of visual person and visual kind of witch. And that's, a, again, a good thing with the vision board is that you literally are having to visualize what you want and then commit it physically to something. But um, yeah, it was a lot of focus on visualization. And I think so much we get caught up in like the chanting and the mantras and the writing and the lipstick on the mirror and the pen to the paper and the saying it out loud. But our mind is such an important part of that. And our mind will reveal to us things that we may not understand that we fully want yet. And so it's really great to kind of let it take over. And that's what I did last night for the first time. Instead of me... So the way that she does it is like she starts at your root chakra and kind of works her way up through your crown chakra. And you kind of acknowledge all your chakras and you breathe through them and you're visualizing the whole time. And as I was really focusing on the visualization more than anything else, it wasn't that I was telling myself what to see. It's that my mind was creating what I wanted to see and what I needed to see. Does that make sense? The difference between the two. So it wasn't me forcing the idea of what I want and what I deserve and what I need or what I desire, but my mind was creating it. And the things that my, my mind was creating was the perfect version of it, which was so cool to see. Like <laughs> the thing that I, when I first started doing, cause I'm rusty cause I haven't been uh, meditating because I'm a bad witch, as we know. I haven't been meditating while I was just ignoring all the emails of the junk folder. But when I 
was just doing it that one time. It, I could feel it getting stronger throughout the 20 minutes. The first image that popped into my head is a very controlled image that appears like if you said, Mickey, what do you want your life to look like next year? I could just list out these things that I have an idea of what I want. But as I let my mind and like my third eye take over, it corrected it and it made it this very just perfect version of the image that I was forcing myself to think of as for at first it was just creating this thing that I actually wanted it to be so it was really cool to see how over the 20 minutes my vision became what I didn't even realize I wanted you know in talking about this and thinking about this episode wanting to do it today I started to think about the first time Archangel Gabriel ever came to me in a tangible way and it was during a meditation that I went to in LA at some place. I can't remember. <laughs> I have such a bad memory, but it was if I can look up and find it. If you're in LA and they're doing like, well, never mind. If they're doing like Zoom classes, I'll uh, I'll put it up there so anyone can join actually. But I went and it was this beautiful guided meditation, and it was like sound bath elements, and I'm just laying there. And it was one of those things at first where I was like thinking very, very hard about this is what I want and this is what it has to look like. And then I just let my brain and my subconscious and my third eye take control. And it was guided. So it's like, imagine you're in this cave and there's this water and there's this gold around you and like what comes to you. And the thing that came to me was Gabriel. And he so very clearly introduced himself, said, I am Gabriel. I am the one that's always with you. I'm the one that stands behind you on your right side. I, I mean, I can't, I, I love him so much. Like I, whenever I talk about it, I'm like, it's the purest love I've ever felt. I think it's the purest love I will, will, wow, wow, will ever feel. It's the will and the feel that got me messed up. It's just like, if love could be turned into gold and then like showered down on you in like this molten fashion that doesn't scar you, it just covers you in like warmth and light. That's what it's like to be with him and to have him around. But yeah, that, that was like the place and the time that he could show himself to me. And I don't just have a sense of him around me. So visualization has been huge for me um, because it revealed the most important relationship that I have, <laughs> you know, like he's been with me since day one. And even last night when I was doing the visualization, I didn't call for him, but he came and like, he was just there. Like I just, he was just with me. So yeah, visualization is what introduced me to, to the love of my life. <laughs> so I think, I think of Gabriel as the love of my life. He's so important. Um, so yeah, it's, it's not just that it's good for manifesting, but it's good to visualize because just the things that can be revealed to you, it is illuminating. And so again, with the full moon, it is the perfect time. So I have two things that I want to read you about visualization. Wow. Visualization. <laughs> it's going to be one of those episodes, y'all. I'm just going to stumble over every word. And then um, we're going to just have a vi visualization spell ritual practice exercise at the end. And then I will lead you off to practice it under the full moon, and then we can all report back on what we saw. Okay, so let's do our Patreon shoutouts. Okay, just kidding. I have to do them next week because Patreon is still processing payments as it's the first of the month, and so there's only 19 people lifted right now. We have 44 people. I don't want to leave anyone out. So we will pick up with those next week. I am sorry. Wow. I didn't I didn't realize it doesn't list them until they're all... Um, 
until they're all calculated, but that means we can just get straight to our topic. So this is going to be from the Wicca Bible uh, by Amory Gallagher, the definitive guide to magic and the craft. And so actually in the Wicca Bible, the, uh, the beginning of the lesson on visualization starts on 134 and it ends on, I believe, page 183. <laughs> so it's definitely something we can go through a little bit at a time, but I do just want to read you the intro to it. The importance of visualization. Visualization is a crucial part of the witch's spiritual and magical toolkit. The ability to hold in one in our mind's eye aspects of our inner spiritual landscape or to imagine the intended outcome of a spell is an important part of self-development, spell work, and ritual. Visualization is used routinely to encapsulate the intent of the action we are undertaking and to direct the energy we are raising towards its goal. Well, to direct the energy we are raising towards its goal. In magical and spiritual work, clarity of intention is fundamental to the success of our work and visualization is part of craft discipline. This technique also enhances our potential to receive growth-enhancing clues from our deep, intuitive selves. Going on guided journeys of discovery to our inner, spiritual, and emotional landscape is particularly important to our development as spiritual beings, which is why it is so embedded in Wicca as a developmental tool and a means of communication with the deities. <clears throat> I will say, because I haven't said in a while, this is not a Wiccan podcast. This is more of an eclectic witch podcast, so it doesn't mean you have to be uh, express devout follower of Wicca, which is a religion, uh, to visualize and to manifest. It's something that is inherent to us witchies. It enhances our ability to envisage, envisage, that's such a good word, routinely during circle and spell work, certainly, but it also helps us to discover the power we have within us. The skill of visualization is easier to acquire than most people imagine. If you were a natural daydreamer as a child, hello, you may find it easy to slip into visualization or quote unquote path working as it's something as it's sometimes known. Those of us who are still quite adept at drifting off into a world of our own are actually good natural storytellers. We tell ourselves stories that we play out in our imagination. Um, this is a shout out to all of us that have like imaginary fights or play out scenarios constantly, that is like an active visualization and an active form of manifestation. And you will find that those things tend to happen. <laughs> good or again, good or bad. But yeah, I've had many fights that this is something too, that's gotten really strong with me in the past six months since this started. And I started like really kind of uh, online dating again, like literally just online because I don't leave the house. But if a guy does piss me off, which uh, has been the case with every guy I've talked to except for two, I will literally like plan out exactly what I want to say to them, but it's not a situation where it's presented itself yet. And every guy that I have gotten into it with <laughs> makes me sound like undateable, which I probably am, but every guy, and it's not even like me leading the conversation to the place where I want to say this thing. It's like they lead the conversation there. So it is, just another thing to be really cognizant of is like when we are replaying and creating these scenarios and these arguments and these outcomes in our head, we really are propelling it out into the universe and we're making it happen, which is good for me because all these guys that made me mad, like I got to tell them exactly what I wanted to say and that was very satisfying. <laughs> but you know, no more bad intentions towards them. Okay. So, but everybody has a basic um, ability to imagine. 
It simply requires a conscious effort to reclaim our imaginative faculties, particularly those who were discouraged from daydreaming at school or at home. And this will come with practice. That is so true. How many of us wishes out there are such like, we were such dreamy kids and you know, just, especially if you were a smart dreamy kid. And so you would finish all of your work early. And so you would just sit there and like, imagine these fantastical things and you get in trouble for not working on something else. Just like, let me manifest. Hater, you hater teacher. Although I do love teachers and they can never have enough praise in this world. But some of my teachers were, you know, uh, real sticklers for you should always be doing busy work as opposed to having like freedom of imagination as children, which I think is really important because the more we develop that school, that skill as children are able to exercise it, the better we are as adults with it. But still teachers are amazing, um, except for like five ones that I had that were racist, but that's a story for another time. Some of us are more visual than others and can produce vivid imagery inside our heads while others find it easier to focus on narrative pattern. A storyline with causes and consequences, actions and outcomes. It really doesn't matter which type of imagining you use. It is more important that you learn to focus it to steer guided inner journeys and develop the ability to receive and recognize that sometimes. Wait, I can't read. That wasn't a period. <laughs> no, it's really hard because this type is so small. My glasses are like failing me. Um, develop the ability to receive and recognize that sometimes unexpected images and impressions that can emerge during the process. Visualization is a form of meditation that ref that deflects distracting thoughts of the everyday by providing a mental map of an inner journey. While the left hand, while the left side of the brain is occupied with the story or map coordinates, the right side of the brain associated with random creativity, psychic ability, and magic is free to become a transmitter and receiver. Important messages from the deep inner self, which is connected with the whole, with spirit, with the god or goddess, may emerge during inner journeys. Some people record a journey and play it back on tape so they can be so they can concentrate on the journey itself. Others get a friend to read it aloud, or if in a group, nominate someone to guide everyone else through the visualization. It should be noted that recordings are not always successful because tape recorders cannot adjust the speed of delivery to the needs of the person undertaking the journey. A whirring or clicking tape can, I don't know what year this was written. <laughs> you can just use your phone. Um, a whirring or clicking tape can also be quite distracting. Getting a friend to read out loud is a better option, but it requires more expertise on the part of the reader or guide. Absolutely. I keep thinking I want to do an episode that's just like a guided meditation, but I would have to practice and really hone my skill at that because it's not, it's not easy. The people that do them for inside time are like, they're amazing. Um, but it requires some expertise on the part of the reader or guide who needs to be aware of the appropriate speed at which to proceed and the length of pauses involved. Facilitating visualization sensitivity is itself an acquired skill. Over the following pages, you will find guidance for visualization for a variety of purposes. I'm going to share them with you uh, in case anything piques anyone's interest and you want to kind of deep dive that. Uh, and just to give you an idea of how thorough visualization is. Uh, if it is the first time you have attempted visualization, please read the preparatory information on 138 and 139. That's what we're doing. Uh, the best way to start if you are working alone is to read the visualization through at least three times memorizing key aspects of the journey, then carry out the visualizations from memory. You do not have to remember it word for word, just the main points. Keep a notepad and pen next to you so that you can record anything that strikes you as important as soon as you emerge from your inner journey. Just as we often forget dreams quickly after waking, the images, symbols, and words given to us during visualization fade like fairy gold in daylight unless we remember to write them down. That is really true. 
just like you should have a dream journal, you should definitely have a manifestation and visualization journal. Today would be a good day to start one, especially if you want to bless it under the light of the full moon. Like the thing with Archangel Gabriel that I talked about, I remember the feeling and the sensation and him so vividly, but I wish I could remember more of like everything he spoke to me because it was really like transformational, but you know, it's okay. I, I still know he's hanging out, so it's okay. <laughs> so actually I am going to read you the next part about, um, the visualization exercise they have in this book, but just real quick, I want to just go through, like I said, all the different ways that you can use visualization because it is immense and it's, it's a really cool practice to get into and to add to your, your skills as a witch. So you have meeting your patron deity. That's kind of the situation I have with my boy Gabriel. Um, in the book, it says finding your spirit animal. This is obviously something that is very specific to native culture. And, you know, we shouldn't just be using the term or the practice of spirit animals loosey-goosey. So um, I would kind of rename that finding your companion, perhaps. Finding an animal companion or a ancestor guide, like something from your personal lineage. So we can circle back to that one. I'm just, I'm careful about using spirit animal because it doesn't belong to me. Um, discovering your magical name, which is definitely something we can do. I know a lot of people want to know what their witch name is and how to figure it out. The temple of the moon, elemental balancing, your Samhain journey, um, in bulk reawakening, Beltane and the green, oh wait, this is, okay, this is a visualization for Beltane, Beltane and the green man. Uh, so they basically have one for every, uh, festival. One for Letha and the turning of the wheel, uh, Lucina winnowing and gathering, uh, Modron, Arthur's journey. So yeah, there's just different visualizations for all of the festivals on our wheel. And then, so you can connect to certain deities that are key to your practice. So um, we'll just, I'll read this one that's in the book, but we'll also have a separate one at the end. Uh, so you can do whatever you're comfortable with. So preparation. When undertaking the following visualization exercises, there are several things to bear in mind, particularly if you are a beginner. First, be patient with yourself. Very few of us achieve spectacular results the first time we undertake a guided inner journey. Uh-huh. And most of us drift off. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is calling me out or lose concentration <laughs> until we become more experienced. Yeah. That's why we, every time we talk about meditation, it's a constant reminder that meditation is an exercise and you have to become skilled at it. And it is like a muscle you have to build and flex because you, no one, I, I feel comfortable saying no one is just like perfect at meditation, especially like manifesting, meditating and visualizing their first go out. It is intrusive thoughts are the rudest thing and they content it's so easy to let your mind wander and it's so easy for your mind to just go in a different direction especially when we're just we're stressed we're distracted we're worried there our anxiety is high and I mean has it ever been higher than right now so yeah don't don't be too hard on yourself this is why anytime also someone asks me for a meditation or what I'm currently doing I always say I'm doing guided always I have to have that voice to focus on, in on and to follow directions for me to get through it. Because if I just sat down in perfect still silence or like with a little rain playing in the background, I would meditate for three minutes. And a minute and a half of that would be like, oh, did I get the mail? Oh, wait, I want to do this topic for my next YouTube video. Like, 
it's not gonna work. So <laughs> I do hope that I get to the point where I become strong enough that I can meditate on my own, but guided is like the way to go for me right now. So yeah, don't don't worry if you lose concentration or you have intrusive thoughts, because you will. <laughs> so all is needed is practice, practice, and more practice. Absolutely. You will need a quiet place where you will be undisturbed for the duration of your journey, up to 30 minutes. You also need to relax. Oh, let me say that too. I know I've said this in other episodes about uh, meditation. Don't start with an hour. I know we all are like, what's an hour in this world? I, I could do an hour on the treadmill. I could do an hour on watching a TV show. Like, no, don't do an hour. Do <laughs> 10 to 20 minutes because that 20 minutes is going to feel like two hours. Like last night, the first one I started with, which I've done before and I thought I did really like it, but I guess, I don't know, my needs have kind of changed. I had gotten five minutes into it and I swear to you, I thought I was almost at the end. So, you know, start small, little digestible pieces and you, you grow with it. So you will, okay, we need to find a place up to 30 minutes. You also need to relax, concentrating on slowing your breathing, relaxing your muscles and finding a position in which you will be comfortable. Relaxed positioning is a prerequisite to any type of magical, spiritual, or circle work. So it is a good idea to practice this. I never do a sitting um, meditation. I always lay it down. It's more comfortable for me. Okay, so how to prepare for visualization. One, close your eyes. Take deep, three deep breaths, breathing in a calm. Okay, let me try this again because <laughs> you actually have to do it. How to prepare for visualiza visualization. One, close your eyes. Take three deep breaths. Breathing in calm and breathing out stress, anxieties, and distracting thoughts. Two, the next seven breaths draw energy from the ground below you and the earth below that. Up through your imaginary column running through the center of your body. Three, the first breath lights up the energy point or chakra at the base of your spine, your root, which is a red light or flower. The second lights the sacral chakra below the belly button. It's like right below, which is orange. The third breath activates the solar plexus chakra, which is yellow. The fourth, the heart, which is green. The fifth, the throat, which is blue. The sixth, the third eye, which is your chakra um, in between your eyes, which is violet. Um, for, okay, so this one goes on to say your crown chakra through the top of your head, which is white, like pure white light. But, you know, in our chakra episodes, it just depends. For us, in that episode, we did red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo for your third eye, and then violet for your crown. So it can be violet or white, however you want to visualize it. Um, so for this one, ends, and the sixth, the third eye chakra forehead, which is violet. Number four, the seventh <clears throat> breath opens the crown chakra of pure white light. Allow it to shower over you and connect back with the, with the earth energy upon which you are drawing. Five, visualize a circle of white light all around you. This creates sacred space between the inner uh, between the everyday world and the inner world to which we're journeying. I also like to cast myself or whatever like space I'm working in purple light because purple light is protective and meditation is a vulnerable state. So you do always want to, well, for me personally, I always want to make sure that nothing like outside, outside intrusive can come because I'm already having like inner intrusive thoughts. So I don't want anything else intruding on me into that vulnerable place or like informing my visualizations or informing my thoughts or informing anything while I'm in that state. Um, visualize the circle. Okay, we did that. Number six, 
When your visualization is over and you have made notes, close down the circle and the energy centers you have activated, leaving the base of spine chakra and crown chakra open just a little. Neglecting to close down can leave you oversensitized and vulnerable to other people's negative energy. Seven, eat and drink something to ground yourself. This is important. So yeah, that is what I wanted to read to you from the Wicca Bible. And then we're going to read from thetravelingwitch.com. And it's a snippet from this long article that she uh, shared or they shared. I don't want to just assume. Um, and this part is called why v visualization is perfect for magic. So one visualization allows you to believe that your goals you have for yourself are possible. Magic depends a lot on the intention you put into the spell and the mindset you're in when you're performing it. If you don't actually believe the things you're going for is possible for you, it will not happen. Period. That's where vis visualization comes in. If you spend some time visualizing before and during your spell, you're aligning your beliefs with yourself with your goal about yourself with your goal. If you see yourself in your mind's eye hiking up a volcano in Bali, you much more likely believe it will actually happen. So yeah, that's, it's not just that you're always like projecting, 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 like this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. This is the outcome. It's that you have to believe in your own power and what you're capable of, because if you can't even imagine it, then how can you obtain it? That makes sense. Number two, visualization puts your focus on what you want, not what you don't have. Again, your magic is powered by your intention. If you really want something, it's easy to get stuck in the overpowering knowledge that you don't have the thing you want. When there's two feet of snow outside and you're digging your car out of a big fluffy drift, you <laughs> you might think you're uh, sending out the thought that you want to be exploring a hot, steamy Balinese jungle. I'm just laughing because this talks about Bali so much. <laughs> If you're spending uh, most of your time focusing how cold you are now, though, you're putting the intention and feeling of cold into your magic. Since you're powering your spell with what you don't want, your spell will probably work by bringing you more snow. Instead, if you spend a few minutes visualizing, immersing yourself with thoughts of your Bali trip, you can be sure that you're setting a strong, accurate intention for your spell. That is so true. So I'm really big, and I know I've talked about it before on the podcast, I'm really, really big about not dwelling on things. Not to say you don't take a healthy amount of time to deal with what you're dealing with and to let yourself process and get over it, but dwelling is like a poison to me, and it's a poison that only infects the person that is actively doing it. It has nothing to do with the other person or the situation that you're dwelling on. If you get broken up with and you can't let it go and the other person has a new partner already or is engaged, married, has whatever... That dwelling on it is only hurting you. Obsessing on it is only, or obsessing about it is only hurting you. It's not hurting them at all. And so that's why, and I'm sorry to talk about dating so much, uh, because who cares? But that's why, like, with these guys, I have just gotten to a place where I block them. Because I don't want to block what is meant for me and what's coming for me. And I know it's coming for me because the cards keep coming. Um, I don't want to block that by being so concerned and perturbed and angry and upset at this person that really has no meaning to my life at all and was just a blip in this like grand life that I get to live. So yeah, dwelling and preoccupation are poisonous. And I think sometimes we think that in some way, if we're so caught on something, it does affect the other person and we kind of obsess about how it does. But more times than like, more times than not, it doesn't. And they don't care. And like we're in the position we're in where we're so hurt and angry because they didn't care to start with. So yeah, release that stuff because the more you're focusing on like the present that you're in that you don't want, the more you're going to attract that. But it's like, 
you know, we can go all into laws of attraction and everything in another episode, but it's that whole principle of like, like attracts life. What we put out is what we bring in and we're just attracting more and more of that. So that's a really good analogy is like, if you're in the snow and you're so focused on the snow and the cold and the wind and the misery of that, it's, it's putting more steps and it's making it harder for you to reach the outcome that you actually wanted, the thing you actually deserve. You don't deserve to be stuck in, you know, a snowish hellscape. It's <laughs> like for me right now, in the decision I made, I don't, I'm in a place right now that is very chaotic and bad and awful. And the decision I made is going to bring me to a place that is really good and a breath of fresh. So I'm trying to focus less on my feelings about where I am right now and more about the feelings I will have in this new place. So, you know, but yeah, but I guess I am kind of saying what it is, but <laughs> in this new place that uh, I'm working on getting to, I... I am actively visualizing like walking the streets there. I'm actively visualizing the architecture. I'm visualizing the outfits I'll wear. I'm visualizing carrying this bag that I just got. Um, not the bag from the YouTube video, but also that one. Oh yeah, go watch my YouTube video. I did this on bag unboxing and it, I think it's pretty good. Um, but this other bag I got and I just am picturing myself like going to local vendors and like buying oranges and flowers and bread and going back to my little place, you know? And so I am even though it hasn't been so much of a magical practice, I'm not like setting spells and, and specific intentions about this thing happening. I'm being very like real life about it right now. But I, I am kind of fantasizing and daydreaming about what it's going to be like. And I do feel like it is propelling me forward. So yeah, it's, it's about where you want to go and not where you're stuck. Okay. Uh, let's see. Number three, visualization helps you get clear on what exactly you want. You know the saying, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> I've so been there. A while back, I wanted nothing more than to make a full-time income working remotely. Then when I finally got hired by a company that offered me just that, I found out I was miserable. I ended up working around the clock and feeling overwhelmed for months. Had I been more clear about what I wanted when performing my job spells, I could have specified that I wanted to make money remotely while living a balanced life instead of vague intentions of making money online. This is so important. Magic is a powerful tool, and if you don't get clear about what exactly you want from the spell, you can uh, end up with some interesting outcomes. That's like, I've always talked about this, but, you know, the genie and the spell, and, like, the story of the genie is that you're never clear enough, so the first two wishes go haywire, you use the third one to be like, just put it back. <laughs> you need to be very specific. And that that's something I was thinking about last night with this meditation and with really the focus on visualization is that I... Like I said, when I first did it, the first image that popped in my mind and the one that I kind of forced out of my mind was vague. And then when I let my third eye take over, what came together was very complete. It was very detailed. It was very complete. The way my home looked, like down to my sofa color, the kind of windows I had, the, the rug I had on the floor. My partner was a very complete picture, like height, build, eye color, hair, voice, accent, like all of it you know, like the things I was attending, the events I was doing, the way I was, I had a, like, okay, so the visual, so when I was like, oh, I want to do well on YouTube. And then when I let my mind take over, I could see the room where I was going to film. I could see like the numbers increasing on my subscribers and views. I could see the outcome of me doing well on YouTube and like becoming successful with it. And so it did become this very sharp and specific picture. And it was just such a good reminder, just like what I'm reading right now, 
that you have to be as specific as possible. And it's not just because it, it'll go haywire and you'll get something you don't actually want, but because don't deprive yourself of the things you really do deserve. We are forever saying on this podcast, I deserve good. You deserve good. We deserve good. It's all good around here. Hopefully that's what we're working towards. And that's what we deserve. Um, and so, you know, don't deprive yourself of, of letting yourself be as specific as possible because what's the harm in asking, you know, worst thing that'll happen is that you'll get as close as you can, but at least you put it out there and you tried, you know, you were, you weren't too afraid to ask, but you know, we did the manifestation box back last Salon, which I think we might do that again. I think we might do like a round two, but we'll see. Um, it was about going big, you know, asking for something you really want, not just saying, oh, I hope I get McDonald's for lunch, you know, <laughs> it's about something really huge and life altering and, and something that you really desire and, and putting that magic towards something that you, you really, with like your whole being could change things for you and it could, it could be revelatory. So yeah, don't be afraid to be specific. Don't be afraid to let your mind take over and show you exactly what you want. Um, cause that was something I noticed last night. Like when I let my mind take over, it wasn't like, I want a nice apartment. It was like, I want this, <laughs> I want this here with this person <laughs> and like short of telling me their name, it was all there. So it's, that was my little, uh, tangent in the middle of number three. Uh, so yeah, practice visualization, visualizing in detail what you want as, out of your spell or ritual. Allow your desired outcome to play in your mind like a scene from a movie. If there are parts that are you're glossing over, like what the rest of your life will look like after you score that dream job, dig into that and make edits until you created the perfect vision to power your magic. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, let your mind take over and show you how to fill in those gaps. If you don't if you haven't really thought about it before, like I just know I want to be somewhere else. And sometimes that others, this is the point I think I'm trying to make. I am so career focused and I have gotten more home focused because I realize it has become important to me to have like a place in this world that is mine. But I've never been that partner focused because I have this understanding and this belief that Whoever is meant for me, we will find each other. And so I don't need to worry about it that much. Like he, them, they, she, they're out there. So I'm not going to worry about it too much. They're going to get here when they get here. Especially because I don't have the pressure on myself of like wanting to get married or like wanting to have kids. So I have a lot of time to just be like, all right, show up when you feel like it. But I realized last night in the way that my mind took over that I have to think about how I want all of my life to look and have like a complete, like put the period on the sentence it has to be a complete vision or, you know, it's just, it's not going to form the way that it's supposed to. So last night I was very focused on the partner that I want. Am I saying it's going to be the exact person? No, but I mean, I hope so. Cause I came up with somebody pretty good. <laughs> what I am saying is that I have to not neglect the parts that aren't like presently to me the most important because they are still important. So, you know, try to have that vision in totality and not just be like, I want to be a news anchor. And then that's it. Like you don't talk about the channel you want to work for. If you want to potentially work for a national channel, the kind of stuff you want to cover. Do you want to have a book deal? Do you want to have your own talk show? It's about, you know, like, so take, take it further than just, there's no limit. 
there is no limit to visual what you can visualize. There's no limit to what you can manifest. Like you can ask for the universe if you want and you'll see what turns up. So another good lesson in not limiting ourselves in a limitless space. And then number four is um, visualization sheds light on resistance that might be holding you back. Visualization is a super fast way to connect with your deepest, most private beliefs about yourself. Think of it as a way to hack into your subconscious and pinpoint the limiting thoughts you have about yourself. For example, you could be visualizing your trip to Bali and suddenly a negative thought flirts flits through your mind. Do you deserve to spend this much money on a vacation for myself? Or my boss will think I'm so flaky if I take off work to go on this trip. Uncovering and acknowledging those thoughts is the first step to getting rid of them and changing your mindset in a big way. Note any negative thoughts that come up in your visualization and take them apart. Intrusive thoughts. Here we go. For example, if your thought is my boss will think I'm so flaky if I take off work to go on this trip, ask yourself if that's actually true. Would she really think you're flaky? Do you have a history of missing deadlines and showing up late? Do you call in sick a lot? If the answer is no, then your boss thinking you're flaky will probably not be something to worry about. If you're still worried, you can think up some ways to make sure your work will be covered while you're gone. Are there things to delegate to others? Would having a conversation with your boss resolve the issue? Can you finish your projects before you leave? I know it's a lot of work to sift through all your beliefs, but with the help of visualization, you can identify them quickly without the stress of actually being in that situation. Once you get rid of those negative thoughts, you clear the way for all your magical spells and rituals to manifest. So yeah, that can definitely be a thing of like the intrusive thoughts again. And just us naysaying ourselves and thinking that we don't deserve the thing that we desire. You wouldn't. Well, that's not true. I was gonna say you wouldn't desire it if you didn't deserve it. Because I know tons of people that desire things they absolutely don't deserve. And I'm not going to say anything about our government right now. But <laughs> you know, but yeah, uh, that it's especially in America for my other Americans listening right now, we have such an abusive work culture because capitalism is killing all of us. And we are under the belief that we don't even deserve to take the days off that we are like legally allotted. And we are kind of trained to believe that we are very replaceable and that we owe our lives to our jobs because we are again, slaves to capitalism. And that you can't even turn off your work email at five o'clock that you have to answer things on Sunday night when you're having dinner with your family. Like we have such a pervasive culture in America that work before everything. And then you spend your whole life working and then you're finally 75 years old. And then you want to take that dream trip to Bali. Like we're talking about, and you can't because you're old now and you can't climb the stairs. You can't go to the beach. You can't go to the waterfalls because you spent your whole life, you know, in this job that doesn't care if you live or die, that it, you can be totally replaceable. And we're really seeing that in the pandemic, aren't we? So yeah, it doesn't even have to be like these massive intrusive thoughts, like self-deprecating or like hatred or anxiety or anger or depression or anything just like negative towards yourself and how you feel about yourself. But like in a situation, if there's something that's preventing you from the thing that you desire, maybe really examine that. And it's not to say quit your job. It's just saying maybe you do deserve better than you think you do. But we have so many influences that make us think that we don't and that we have to like toe the line or that we can't even toe the line because there will be massive consequences for that. Uh, but yeah, your boss should be cool if you want to take your illegally allotted vacation days. Also, I, I was about to start talking about Ellen DeGeneres, but I'm going to chill out. <laughs> 
I just I was just thinking about how she is truly one of the richest people on the planet when it comes to like celebrity. And she okay, so let me I'm gonna talk about Ellen for a second. I'm so sorry. Um you can skip ahead about five minutes if you don't want to hear this. But Ellen DeGeneres is one of those people that has always given me, and Ellen stands like, don't come for me because I don't want to hear it. But she's always one of those people that has given me a very bad vibe. And it's always really interesting to me when there's a celebrity or a public figure that gives me like really, really bad vibes. And for years they're celebrated and promoted and given all of this access and opportunity. And then a couple things start to trickle out and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they're terrible. I'm like, can't you though? It's, I don't know. I think that's a witch thing for me, which is why I bring it up. It's really easy for me to read someone's energy, even if I'm so far removed from them and they're a celebrity and I'm just a regular person. And Ellen has always given me the vibe that she is like nasty, that she is a nasty person. And it's not that she has become so rich and famous that she's kind of forgotten how to human being. It's that I think at her core, she is like a nasty person. So <clears throat> when it's all everyone this summer decided to be like, oh, what? Ellen's a monster. I was like, yeah, dude, like you couldn't tell. And there's a few celebrities and public figures that I feel that way about. I won't name them because uh, some of them are very famous and people will definitely give me bad reviews on this podcast if I say who, but you know, when they do get their comeuppance and they will, I'll be like, yeah, that's one of the people. Anyway, um, I, I'm saying all that to say, aside from like me having intuition about her, is that she is like so famous and so rich and so celebrated for all these years. And her staff just got five days paid vacation as like a response to all this backlash she's been getting. The Ellen show has been on for what, like 20, 15, 20 years, 17 years or something. And her staff is just getting five days paid vacation or sick leave. That's psychotic. So that's what I'm saying about, you know, don't let these thoughts of like, I don't deserve this because someone else is determined I deserve this. And sometimes it's your boss, it's your job. It's the system of capitalism. Once again, you still deserve to take that trip or to move to that place or to have that experience that you're trying to manifest for yourself. Also, if you own a business, please give your uh, workers paid days off and sick leave. If not, if, but when I do, uh, as my, <laughs> as my media empire grows, <laughs> you know, I want to treat my workers or not my workers. I want to treat my employees and my team like human beings. That's my goal. Anyway, number five, visualization supercharges your spell with raw emotion. When you're really focused on a goal and you imagine it unfolding moment by moment, strong emotions are bound to show up. Joy, contentment, and giddiness are some of the emotions I felt during visualizations and spells are informed while I'm feeling that potent, glowy energy are supercharged. Emotion fuels magic, so get yourself feeling great and see the results of your magic. I love that too because that's what happened to me last night during this meditation. I, by the end of it, I felt so happy. I, it wasn't, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It wasn't like, oh, I'm, I, this is such a great future for myself. Like I would be so happy if it happened. Like I felt happy as if it was happening. I felt like I was in the presence of the thing that I was trying to visualize and create for myself. And I felt hopeful, which is a feeling that definitely has been lacking since this year started. Um, it's easy to feel happy. It's easy to feel, well, I don't want to say it's easy, but for me, it's easy to feel happy. It's easy to 
be positive. It's easy to smile for me and to laugh and giggle and kind of just have a good time with myself or like whatever I'm doing. I'm pretty much in a good mood all the time, but hope is something that has definitely escaped me this year. And pretty much since 2016, I have not felt hopeful uh, about things, but this is the first time I feel hopeful. And that visualization, I felt hope coming out of it. Like this is the place I'm in right now where I'm not totally happy is temporary and I can get to, I can make my permanent place a place that is what my mind showed me what I really want. So it was, it was really cool. So yeah, those are just kind of your introduction to visualization and why it's important to magic and all the things you can kind of achieve with it and why it's something we really should be focusing on. <clears throat> So if we're going to do a series on manifesting, even though we already did our vision board, uh, we can start with visualization because it's not, it's not even just manifesting. It's, this is what I want my spells outcome to be. This is what my, I want this ritual outcome to be. This is what I want to be when we have our birthdays, when we have the new year, when we have our festivals and we have these cycles where we're repeating and restarting over and you have this fresh start. Your, did I say birthday? Yeah. It's, you know, visualize then what you want your year to be, or even under the full moon, like from this full moon to the next full moon, visualize exactly what you want to happen. And again, we have this full moon light here to illuminate all that for us. I know some of us do really well during the full moon and some of us don't. I'm one of the ones that doesn't. <laughs> My body has been aching really badly for two days already, which is like super fun. Uh, and it usually I took melatonin last night. I meditated. I was like, your girl's going to have the best sleep of her life. And then I woke up seven separate times. So it's already kicking in. I'm already feeling cuckoo bananas, but it doesn't change the power and the potency of the moon. So if you are up all night and turning into a werewolf, <laughs> at least you can get some visualizing done. So this is what we're going to do. So under the light of our full moon, we are, I was just thinking like, <laughs> Wouldn't it be so funny if I'm totally off and there's not a full moon tonight? <laughs> but I feel like it's coming and I, I swear I looked it up and it said September 2nd. But I'm just like so off right now that I was like, what if I've set this full moon this whole episode and there's not one? Anyway, under whatever moon's in the sky, we are going to sit. We are going to have a glass of water with us. We are going to have a white candle and we are going to have, if you have it in your possession, um, an arrowhead. And the reason I say arrowhead is because the first time I did my guided visualization, that is what I had with me. And it was kind of like incredibly potent. If you do not have an arrowhead, I would pull in any black stone because it just kind of protects you on your journey of visualization. Uh, a tourmaline, a, uh, uh, um, Oh my gosh. I want to say black sapphire, which I think I'm making up, but also I'm not because there is a black sapphire stone. So that'll work. Um, jet obsidian. That's what I was trying to think of. Um, also if you don't want to have a black stone, if you prefer, uh, I would do a clear quartz because the, you know, the purity of the clear quartz and the fact that you can kind of set it to anything, or, uh, I would have a selenite wand pyramid with me. So you're going to have your crystal or assortment of crystals. You are going to have your, um, white candle. Did I say white or gold? I meant to say gold candle or yellow candle also. Um, I, I like the white because it is like a crystal, a clear quartz where you can kind of put anything onto it. It can, it can not solve. It can, I've been talking for too long. What's the word? It can be like used for, it's multifunctional. <laughs> 
but that's not the word I'm trying to think of. You're probably screaming it at me right now. Um, but yeah, I like the white because of that. But I also am just particular to gold or yellow because I like the idea of this like illumination with gold and yellow. And also for me, again, like I said, when this happened with Gabriel, it the way that it felt and the way that it always feels when he comes around is that I am being showered in like this molten gold, but it doesn't burn me. It just keeps me warm. So that's why I like to have those colors. Now I always think about, you know, your candle being white, but the flame being orange and yellow and red. So that's why I kind of stick to those colors as well. So it's up to you. Uh, you just need one and then we're gonna have a glass of water. And what we're going to do is we're going to just create a semicircle in front of you with this. If you want to sit up, you can sit up. If you want to lay down, lay down. I am definitely one to lay down. If you're going to lay down, just make sure that your head is facing the, the three elements. Huh? Uh, I mean, they're not like those kind of elements. Well, earth. Yeah. Earth is the crystal. Fire is the candle. Water is your water. Good one, Mick. And then <laughs> wind is going to be the breath and the breathing. So yeah, they are all there. So yeah, put your head facing the three elements because I want to make sure that your crown chakra is aligned with the our tools. And so if you want to lay down, we'll just do it that way because that's how I'll do it. Um, you're going to put... The way that they did in meditation last night was like a hand on your heart chakra, a hand on your root chakra. I like to place my palms fat flat on the ground because, and also I, I will like hitch up my knees so my feet are flat on the ground because we're going into, we are going into the space of like visualizing and you know, you're awake, but it is kind of like this dreamlike space. So I do like to have them pressed flat. So I'm just still aware that I am grounded. Like I have my back, I have my hands, I have my feet. And so I'm still, I understand that I'm still like tangibly where I'm supposed to be. It's because I, I go deep into it and sometimes I will fall asleep. And so I don't want to get too disoriented when I come out of it. And sometimes I am. So yeah, place uh, your hands flat on the ground, but you can put them on your, both on your heart, both are on your root, one heart, one root, both over your throat if you want. Um, put them behind your head if you want to be closer to your crown and your third eye. Put them, place them over your third eye. You can move them as you're working your way. Um, but just, you know, laying down or sitting up, up to you. And we're just going to focus on our breathing first. And do the, like they said in the, the Wiccan Bible, we're going to do three establishing breaths and then just kind of circular breathing. And by that, I don't mean it like the coral kind of way. I mean, kind of imagine yourself taking the breath in through your mouth and your lungs and then picture it like circulating through your body like your blood does. Is that gross? talk about I don't know blood's natural it's fine so yeah kind of think of it like you're inhaling inhaling and thinking about that breath going all through your body instead of just like in and out of your mouth and your nose and your lungs and how it feel it fills up every part of you so that the wind element is really important in what we're doing so after you take your three establishing breaths we're just gonna deep breath our way through it I will say this is something that's hard for me because I very much have to focus on my breathing when I'm meditating and then I am not focusing on what I'm supposed to be visualizing because I'm going, okay, three in, three out. <laughs> I know it sounds really weird, but breathing is kind of hard if you have to start thinking about it. But luckily, that's why I like to do the laying down position as well because it naturally kind of puts your body into sleep mode and it does slow your breath. So I, for me, it does at least. It naturally kind of slows me down. 
And with those breath, you're just, you know, focusing on the air coming in, circulating through your body, thinking about that air element and thinking about all of the four elements you have present now. And then I want you to literally visualize what you want your life to look like. And I know that sounds incredibly broad. And at first I was like, oh, we should do dream job or we should do partner. But then some of you are already with your partner that you are like destined to be with or want to be with, you know, or I was thinking, you know, we should do something about that represents like the prosperity we want for ourselves or abundance. But like I was saying earlier, I feel like the more full fledged the picture is that we allow to come, the more like we can manifest that. And so that no parts are left out. And so that when it does become a reality, we're not like, uh, damn it. I should have really focused on this part. I've been really specific about this because I have everything else I wanted. This part is wrong, you know? So yeah, I, I just want you to actively keep breathing, thinking about all the elements being present, you know, feeling the warmth from the, from the candle, feeling the breath in and out of your body, feeling the protection from the crystal or the clarity from the crystal, acknowledging that the water is there and you, we will go back to the water at the end. But I just want you to, to be like, in as much detail as possible, this is what I want my life to look like. And I found myself last night, like saying a little bit, like I would, I would confirm little things with what I was visualizing, which I think is okay. Cause a lot of us are kind of just starting out on the visual visualization track. Um, I mean, like actively, we obviously do it all the time, but like honing the practice and making sure it's something we're really skilled in now. But so I found myself giving little confirmations like I want this, I want this, but try to make it as internal as possible and really focus on being as specific as possible. And like I said, I think the same thing is going to happen with all of you is that I started out with this picture that is more generic that I always would. It's just the answer I would give if someone asked me what I wanted my life to look like. But when my third eye started to take over, when I really was feeling that breath coming in and out, when I was really planted into the ground, when I was really into this zone and it started to present itself to me, everything, everything just felt right. So, you know, try to sit with it. If you want to do it with the, um, I'll put the link in the episode notes if you want to do it with the podcast that I did it with yesterday. If you want to be like very specific about it, do that. If you feel like you can do it on your own, do that. It is hard to just lay and visualize for 20 minutes. Um, if you want to put on some elemental music, that would help. If you, Especially if it's something that is um, wind or, or water-based, that would definitely help. But if you want to just do the guided meditation that I did, that I will totally count that as your homework. <laughs> but if you want to do it on your own in this more like ritualized way that I'm talking about, or if you want to combine the two, then you will get a check plus for that. So yeah, you're just going to lay there. Let your mind's eye present to you what is there. And then once you're done after 20-ish minutes, if you can make it that long, I want you to grab paper. Hopefully you have something on hand. You can use your dream journal if it's there. And write out the details you can remember. Because we do, we want to get to the point where our third eye isn't having to present the visual to us. It's something that we're like actively manifesting. You know, something I can just recall on the spot. Like, yes, I need to spend some minutes today just having quiet and thinking about what I want my life to look like and what I really desire and what I really want to manifest for myself. So once you're done with all of that, if you can let your burner, let your burner candle out. Wow. Let your candle burn out, let it go all the way down. If 
there's no safe place for that. It is always okay to snuff it out. Just make sure you don't blow it out because you're blowing away all the work you just did. And um, I want you to set that water under the full moon, okay? Let it come into a perfectly good moon water for you. And then next day, you are going to drink that water. And that's how we're going to seal, seal out that ritual. Now, if you want, you can add any kind of like herbs or... Um, uh, what's, I'm like losing my words because I've been talking for so long. You can use herbs or... I can't think of the other word. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. You can decorate your water how you want. Just make sure anything that you put in there is potable because I know some of you have like a very specific way you like to do your moon water. You like to change it up. If you want to put your crystals in your water and charge all that together, just make sure that their crystals are clean going in and make sure that you take them out before you drink it because I don't want anyone choking <laughs> But yeah, we're going to start with our crystals, our candle, our water, do our whole process, and then we're going to end it the next day by drinking our moon water, and that's going to seal it all together. And definitely, like, active visualization is something you should try to do every day. I'm going to keep doing That's That was my challenge for myself for September 1st, is that I am going to do a visualizing meditation that is about manifesting every night for the next 30 days, because I want to see what happens. So... It's a perfect time to start if you want to do the challenge with me and we can kind of keep each other updated on what we're doing. But yeah, that is your episode for this week and that is your homework. So you can do it the way that I described. You can do it with this meditation uh, that I did yesterday and I will share the link with all of you. Um, or you can do the one that I read from the Wicca Bible, which is more kind of preparing to do it. So you can do that part first and then you can do mine or you can do the meditation. I'll post in the uh, episode notes. But that is it. Please send me your AMA questions if you have any, uh, thebadwitchpodcast at gmail.com. I promise I will check the junk folder and the regular inbox from now on. <laughs> uh, make sure that you follow me on YouTube. It is Chow Mickey. I will put the link in the episode notes. Um, the answer for the Facebook group is The Craft. What else? Patreon.com slash badwitch if you want to join. We have readings and witchy mail and all kinds of other shout outs, all kinds of other good stuff. And, oh, Teespring. We have uh, merch on Teespring, and I'll put that link in the episode notes as well. I hope you all have a beautiful week, a lovely full moon, a lovely uh, Virgo season. And rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, which is just such a phenomenal, stunning, heartbreaking loss. To talk about, like, celebrities that I kind of have iffy feelings about and then to talk about him who was such a light and so talented and so kind and just the loss is immense and I mean I know everyone loved Chadwick Boseman I know seeing Black Panther was like thrilling for so many people but as a black person to see something that is so rare for us which is not a story about us being enslaved about us being at the mercy of or not the mercy but being on the receiving end and under the shackles of white supremacy to not to see something about us being brutalized, about us being mistreated, about us being killed, about civil rights where we're still fighting that fight against, um, okay, let me not start on that. Oh, against, you know, we're still fighting the same fight to this day to see something made for us with us in mind and starring people that look like us that was so vibrant and so beautiful and so detailed and meticulously loved and created was life-changing. And I'm, I'm so happy that kids get to grow up with that because what was the closest 
Rochelle and the craft, I guess for me, would be like the closest representation of that. But I mean, I didn't have a Princess Tiana. I didn't have a King T'Challa. You know, I none of that. A, Sh- a Shuri, a Killmonger, who I think had some points. I, mean, I, I, I will not watch Black Panther and not be like, I mean... Eric had some points, you know, but just to see something, oh, M'Baku, Winston Duke is like the love of my life. But yeah, just to see something so meticulously created and loved and then to lose the person that was that figure for us and like our first black superhero and in like the very mainstream sense and to know that like we won't have that again. Well, we will have it again. It'll be hopefully reconfigured. My personal theory is that they're going to make Sherry the next Black Panther. Obviously, you can switch it off if you're not interested in hearing my theories on Marvel. But um, I think they will make Sherry the new Black Panther, which is amazing in its own right, because you have this dark-skinned Black woman who is becoming this powerful... I mean, she's already such a badass in her own right. But, you know, being presented as as this major superhero in Marvel, that's that's huge. But um, we'll never have T'Challa again. And he just busted down the doors for so many people that are going to come behind him. And I am, I'm just personally tired of bad things happening to good people when we have so many bad people we could pick from. But yeah, RIP to Chadwick Boseman. He was just the best. You could just tell he was the best. And also justice for Breonna Taylor and justice for Jacob Blake and Black Lives Matter. Okay. I love you all. Blessed be. And until next week, goodbye.